Hello, everyone. Uh, I am Claudio Murgan, the host of the Spiritually Inspired Show. And uh, today I have a special guest from uh, Mexico, Sergio Magana. Um, Sergio is a world-renowned mystic, healer, and teacher of the Nahual tradition. Although raised in a traditional Catholic home in Mexico, uh, Magana was surrounded by ancient Mexican spiritual practices from the time he was a child. He's a practitioner and teacher of the spiritual lineage that began 5,000 years ago in Mesoamerica with the Chichimecas and was passed on to the Aztecs in the last great culture. Sergio currently resides in Mexico City and travels the world teaching the beauty of the old Mexican tradition. He imparts courses, conferences, and workshops worldwide. Sergio is also a prolific and successful writer who interprets the ancient wisdom for the modern mind. Some of his books are The Red Toltec Prophecies, The Toltec Secret, and the last one, The Caves of Power. Sergio, thank you very much for, for joining me today. Welcome. No, thank you for, for the invitation. It's a, it's a pleasure and honor to share any kind of information. Which... Yes, indeed. And uh, you are uh, you know, coming from Mexico, which is a beautiful and mystical place of ancient knowledge, you know, pyramids and magnif magnificent uh, cenotes. Um, how was to grow in such environment? Did you understand from an early age the potentiality of the land? No, no because like I, I grew in Mexico City, so it was like uh, in that time especially, like more, more like uh, the families there like trying to be Catholic and, and more westernized. But I was surrounded, like by, like, like you said, because of my nanny of the indigenous wisdom, and she used to do like smudging and clearing of the egg and all all these kind of things. And of course, um, I visit like the pyramids many times since, since I was a child, uh, and they quite um, impacted me. But when I I began like seeing the potential of the of the land and of the past. Actually, I think it was when I was a teenager. But uh, and then I realized that why should I be looking outside what I had uh, in my own inside and in my land? Yes, indeed. <clears throat> in one of your books, the Red the Toltec Prophecies, you talk about the significance of years 2012, 2021, and 2026. Uh, now 2012 is behind us, uh, but what should we expect from the other two dates? Uh, okay, yeah, the difference uh, that I put in the real Toltec prophecies is because not uh, because everyone was like familiarized, I think, with the Mayan calendar that uh, apparently it should suppose, no, I think it, it ended like the king or the cycle in, in 2012. But uh, like my teachers of the, of the count of the central Mexico, that could be the Toltecs, the Aztecs, that the, flower, the flowering came, came later. So, uh, and uh, all these groups had uh, meetings of the wise people of, the, of Mayans, Toltecs and everywhere to make adjustments. So probably the last adjustments weren't like taken into account in the Mayan count, but uh, so 2012, it was for this, the count of central Mexico, the shift, the, sh the shift between the, the suns that are periods of 6,625 years 
And I would like to say that it's a universal count because it was the same one of the uh, Egyptian procession of equinoxes in the Western astrology in Babylon in summer. They split it in 12. So, so they have cycles of 2000 and something years that are the Pisces era, the Aquarius era, uh, like that. And then the difference in between the Mayans and the Toltecs and Aztecs is that they are split it into, uh, instead of four, instead of in, uh, the Mayans in five, the Toltecs and Aztecs in four. And so the shift started according to, to the count of Central Mexico in 1991 with a full eclipse. And until 2012, it was supposed to be the, last, the end of 2012, in which external things were going to change for us. And if we saw it, of course, I received the information in, tw in 2005. So I could have said, okay, now it's very different. It's, it's very easy to see what technology is doing, that everything is speed up and make it, maybe it could have been made up. But then when I realized, because my teacher told me, then from 2012 to 2021, uh, that actually is 2013 because the alignment was in at the end of 2012, uh, are going to be really challenging, challenging times for humankind because uh, uh, we are going to cross through the underworlds. Mm -hmm. So the underworlds are like the places where our mind is trapped. And actually, we, if we begin analyzing what happened, for example, the fifth sun that is ending is a sun from the outside in which we wait for because it started like in the metaphor of sunset. So when they start in, in with the sun, it's like when we're in the waking state that we're looking outside. So we put God outside, uh, medicine that is now happening that everyone is waiting for external cures and, <laughs> and that healings uh, also for satisfaction outside and we need to make more on that. And it's going to be replaced uh, for, a, for a cycle inside. And, and if we see what happened in 2013 with the, that the internet mobile came out and the telephones, the cell phones that were uh, before like for a few people now that are like the third hand for almost all, yeah. the, all the humankind. And then I asked my teacher, okay, what, how is related? Because the first underworld is crossing from the uh, consciousness of the waking state to the one of the dreams, like closing your eyes. And he told me, of course, it's a cycle of 6,000 years. So the shift had to be uh, not so uh, direct, but people change to look from outside to look in a middle point. Mm -hmm. And and eventually something will be happening with technology that I have been seeing lately that a lot of the big platforms with weather and that are, are failing I like that so that we have to go also inside, not only to a middle point. And then many things repeated, but uh, and had like many similarities with the underworlds and what was happening like fear of change with people, with the, all these movements of nationalism and trying to go back uh, to the past. That is impossible because we're moving to the future. But the one that was actually for me the, the main point to see that it was the correct count was 2020. Because actually the Aztec and Toltec count goes from the 12th of March to the next 12th of March. So we are still in that count. And it was like the, the time of the eighth underworld that is named of the complete darkness. So in the complete darkness, 
uh, we are forced to stop because you don't you cannot see the path. And actually, that's what happened with humankind. Everyone was forced to stop through lockdowns or the or the stopping their economical uh, activities or, or or everything. But it had to stop. It is also said that uh, only the ones that were tuning with their inside could could uh, keep on in the path. And actually, that's what happened. Some people are doing great, but some people not so much. And mainly because the, the suns that start with the sun, actually, uh, like the, the ones of sunset and this one will be of midnight, are much more masculine. So we saw in the, in the past thousands of years, there was an imbalance between the masculine and the feminine, mainly from the three uh, patriarchal religions and in all the world, actually. And this one is going to be more feminine. So actually, my teacher told me about a long time ago that the first one that was going to, uh, of the feminine forces to show them balance in, with this underworld was going to be the earth through lack of abundance, uh, infections, and for some people, death and, and aging. And if we see it's exactly like a description mythologically, but of last year that has happened all over. And that's why I published the, actually my, my publishing house so and, and told me you, you, you talk about this uh, many years before because I published uh, a first book in Italy actually, the, the Dawn of the Sixth Sun, in which we said that the transition was coming in 2021. And so what can we expect in 2021? Of course the years are not named 2020, 2021, the, the previous year was named Eight Flint. So the Flint is the justice, the knife of justice in which we were going. The eight is related to the night, to what is hidden. So what we were having like justice, not like a punishment, but just what you have created between the masculine, the feminine, segregation of races, minorities, everything. So the, this new year is nine house that is starting actually in two weeks, the 12th of March. Mm -hmm. So nine house, uh, according to the tradition, we live in four houses. The first house and temple is your body. So you must see how is your body doing after the, the previous year and to have, if you are, if you are uh, uh, getting a bit, uh, vitality, energy, or you are aging, uh, in an accelerated way, if you are going to health or not, then the second body is your actually the place where you live, the house, and your family, how they are doing, how is doing your, your own place that is a reflection of your inside. If it's getting uh, deteriorated or you're improving it, having all the time of the world because it was an opportunity. And then the third house is your country. What are you doing for, for, or the region where you live? And the fourth house is the earth. That unfortunately for many people, the earth became like an enemy because they were afraid of going out and, and had to be covered yes, yes. and that. Yeah. And it will be related to an underworld that is called complete peace. So for many people that were so optimistic said, hey, from March, we're going back to the complete peace. Yes and not. Uh, it will be, you will get to the complete peace if you solve the previous underworld. That, that's what that, that means, you enter in the ninth. Mm -hmm. 
if you solve looking only waiting for answers outside and you are doing the your inner work the if you are minimizing the repetitive destructive patterns the addiction to suffering that is other other underworld the fear of change the lack of discipline uh also the uh, the ancestral patterns if you are looking to them and, and trying to heal your ancestors in order to free the ones that uh, the bloodline also the heavy emotions and your beliefs and that will make you get to the complete peace the other possibility of the complete peace with the 2021 is that you will be in peace because you will be forced by lockdowns by reduction of the economical activity by restrictions by uh, your own body uh, deteriorating and stopping you and that is a piece that costs a lot of suffering and actually a second force that is um, being activated that will be in the eclipse when the sixth sun enters completely of the 26th of may will be the the moon the moon is the one that brings you to fortune or misfortune or gives you everything and it's related to your own dreams it's not the physical moon if you are taking care of your inside also in your dreams in your own consciousness in your instincts and so we will see uh, humankind in which there will be a lot more duality some people doing it fantastic and a lot of people going to to misfortune actually like we're seeing because a lot of more business are going to close and many things because the lockdowns keep on and and everything and to 2026, um, actually the 24th of November of 2026 is what we call the new fire, the end of 52 years of uh, of cycles, and actually it corresponds to the new count. And according to my teacher, it was said that from 2021 to 2026, uh, some people will find the great the, the the peace the peace like we said the complete peace through solving the underworlds and the others through like the famous phrase like rest in peace so the ones that are not adapting to the change that are not moving in certain a lot of people will die that that happens always but like we cannot escape the lessons of the planet earth they will come back in the lineages that remained that will be much more connected with nature with the movement with the inside that will make a new existence uh, easier actually yeah so, so in other words um, there are a lot of changes and there are outside effects which can cause us to get uh, unsettled but if we look inside through, let's say, meditation and introspection, we can somehow find that balance. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. First of all, to learn that these are our cycles. That, that's why I love the calendar, because now it, was, it has been so accurate. But there are cycles that, for example, again, the masculine forces will come back like in 6,000 uh, years. And it's, it's, it's an eternal clock. And now the main force that, that has been like uh, giving like a, a second, uh, second importance or third is the earth, is the one that roots us. So to begin, because uh, it offering to the earth what no, doesn't serve to you anymore for the new order and getting from the earth, because the earth is the one that gives healing. All the medicines comes from, from materials of the earth. Yeah. 
uh, except energy, the energetic healing that may be more heavenly, if we want to say that. Yes. But also the abundance. I have never seen raining breath or whatever. It comes from the earth. Of course, in combination with the sun that fertilizes plants and everything and animals. But to be settling with the, with the earth. And that will root you here. And then the moon, we are, we are referring to your underworlds, analyzing what is inside. Because if we close the eyes and there is no God outside, there is nothing outside, there is only the inside. That we have all the responsibility also to heal ourselves uh, and not be only waiting for the things from the outside. That we have the responsibility to, because we are collaborating with the collective underworlds in the same repetitive patterns that we have with us. In, the addict, in how addicted to suffering we are or not, in where, if we are moving to the new, the new stage, if you were creative in this, in this last year or you were just were looking TV or waiting for the or previous order to be reestablished, if your heavy emotions were, were minimized or they, they, they became bigger in the previous year, it's just analyzing. Mm -hmm. And then if your beliefs are changing and, and if, you, if that darkness of the previous year forced you to stop or you could keep moving. And because the main way to collaborate with that is healing ourselves, the first house, that in a, certain, in a second way will heal the second one that is your, the place where you live, but also your family in a certain way and then the energy of your country, and then finally of the earth. Yes, it's just an organic process of, uh, like, yeah, of healing to go through in order to, to reach that state of um, you know, enlightenment, balance, connection with divinity and, and mother nature. Yes, so true. Um, you mentioned, uh, and we, you, you mentioned the um, feminine and the masculine, and this um, statement is also part of your book. Um, and you said that the suppression of the feminine starting 6,000 years ago, and we know about the suppression in the West world when the patriarch society was dominant. But again, what you are saying is it's a cycle which had a world trend, not only a regional trend. Is that what you, you meant? Yeah, uh, because the suns or periods are metaphorically representing parts of the, of the day. So, uh, for example, the fifth, came from the sunset to the night, the, the other from the midnight to the dawn, like that. Normally the ones that are uh, representing areas uh, in which the sunlight rules uh, are periods in which the, the male society tends to dominate the, 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 femi the feminine. The ones in which the night, that is where the moon appears and certain stars and that uh, are, have a tendency to be more feminine, like the one that, that come. But of course, we have to say that this is an illusion because even in the Toltec tradition, it is said that the one force is called Ilipalnemowa, the great energy mother and father. From that, it comes Mr. Two and Mrs. Two, that would be God, goddess. And from God, goddess, you can put all the classifications. <laughs> but 
we must see that the tendency will look a lot more feminine. And of course, it has to reestablish the injustice they had, that had been committed. And it's still, you see the news in certain countries against women. That is terrible because it started with women. But certain um, societies evolve. And if it's not women, the ones of the same society that are the ones that are living that, it goes to other races. And it's the start of racism racism of minorities and huge problems that we're carrying it today and many people want to want to fix it from 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 the earth with justice to women and that and that I totally agree but I think it has to be also uh, balance in the in the origin in the cosmology of everyone because most of the people of the world think about a god that is masculine and it shouldn't be like that. It's God, goddess, yeah. Not even not going to the other to the other duality because the goddess will take us in five thousand of years to the same balance towards the masculine that now we have. But, but looking like that is like to delusion. Have the tendency to respect a lot more the 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 feminine forces and the women that that create much more a spirit of collective. Of, of, of home, of, of being more in contact with, uh, with the community and that. Yes. Yeah. Going back to the Aztecs, um, you said that they were aware how to you know, improve their immune system and they were aware of viruses and bacteria. But also the, the history records um, show that Asian cultures of Mexico were decimated by diseases brought over by the conquistadors. So were they not capable of improving their immune system to the new diseases or what yeah. exactly is your opinion of what happened? Because, no, actually the conquest was a bacteriological war because there were very few of the Spanish that came and actually 90% get, um, died of chicken pots. The problem is that it was so sudden <laughs> that it took it to, to like uh, by surprise. And 90% of the people died because they, like there wasn't such an imbalance with the feminine here mm -hmm. in, in America. So they didn't have any, any epidemic before, any uh, pandemic, uh, if we can say it. So and how do we know? Because the Europeans didn't get any disease from America. If not, it would have been an exchange. So, but yeah. all the ones came like chicken pot, uh, syphilis, everything came from Europe because it has, and, the, and this, and this uh, the pandemics, the virus, the bacteria are like the reaction of the, of the earth when the feminine is suppressed. So actually it hasn't been lived in America. So it took by surprise. And actually, uh, that's why it was like, uh, even for cult cultures before seen for these times, but for the entire world. Uh, but it took by surprise the others and they didn't have like the time to, 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 adapt, to evolve, yeah. Yeah, to adapt. Mm -hmm. Let's mm -hmm. talk about the fire of knowledge yeah, yeah, that yeah. enables lucid dreams and how uh, such enabling can help us with the daily challenges. Yeah, okay. There are, according to the tradition, four waters, four fires, four winds, four, four, four lands, or four earths. So in the four fires, there are like 
the young fire that is a masculine one, that is the one that expands, that burns, uh, because it's outside, inside. Everything we must look at that, that, that is outside. Uh, and, uh, and it's also inside of us. So the, the, so the, the, mass, the young fire is this one that, for example, the immune system that works only with that. That is the one that, that makes war, that fights. There is other, the feminine fire, that is the one of the home that uh, it was also used to cook with the love that gives tenderness. And if we, if we join them together, then the immune system also be, makes home your third house, that is your country, and the fourth house, the earth. And then uh, you won't be attacked because it's normal in your home. You should be safe like in a dream. And then there is the, the third fire is the sun fire that it takes you to the greatest destiny and the fourth to the, uh, the wisdom. The wisdom enables you to look at your inside, but also enables the ability to dream. For the ancients, actually, Nahualism, that is a word that was popularized by Carlos Castaneda all over the world, it comes from the Nahuatl Newa, that means I. So it, it's like the science of me, the, who I'm really I, who I'm really am. And it is the Nahuatl, is the energetic body that we use for dreaming and the one that we are going to be deaf. So Nahualism is learning how to speak in that language in order through your dreams, create your reality. And it's such so powerful because in the dreams, uh, you, you receive not only prophetic messages, but you can be, if you get into lucidity, oh, okay, this is a dream, or you enter how to enter directly into the dream, then you can say, oh, okay, this one, boom, uh, rain, purified emotions, uh, fire, destroy, like that. And then you begin seeing how all the information of your dreams concrete and you begin, you start manifesting. Yes, I mean, you mentioned uh, Carlos Castaneda and I, I read about his experiences and about Don Ruiz and what they talk about is quite incredible. I mean, time stops, they can open uh, and travel to parallel universes. In a nutshell, the laws of physics as we know them don't apply anymore. Um, so yeah. do you think that new physic, uh, physics law will be revealed to us, contradicting what we've learned so far? Yeah, I think a lot of things are the the ancient traditions were uh, advanced like in more far away than what is science, and then science keeps proving them. Because I, for example, even for lucid dreaming, no, uh, the rapid eye movement that was discovered like in the sixties or something that to to see when you are dreaming. There were like exercises from the monks and from the Nawalis in which you were with a partner and when the with the when they saw like tun, 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 that your eyes were like kind of moving to to talk to you like hey transforming the eagle fly to the sun and then when you do it really together with someone wow it's like it got talking to you but because you had forgotten that someone is just next so many of the things of physics and that even from the quantum. Uh, that the watcher uh, has like the power uh, of moving particles. If in the, from the old times we have seen it all over the world, the famous eye, the third eye, the eye of the Skatlipoka, the eye of Horus of, uh, and the eye, that actually is a, true, a, a real eye that when you are falling asleep appears 
yeah. here and that you may see. So all I think that 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 science is just proving uh, what was discovered a long time ago by by many traditions and of course described in other way. And that then we will see that there are, for example, even in the in the Toltecanastic tradition, there is a land uh, in the south, actually in the southern direction, that is called the Tzawitlampa, that is the place of the Lord of the Omens, where the future is happening. And like all the Toltecanastic traditions is split in four, it is like four possibilities of you from the worst to the best are, are coexisting. Mm -hmm. Taking about, and actually your path is in the present always to take the decisions in order to get to the best. So they were talking about parallel universes without saying that. And that's why it was like, looked like that you could in the obsidian mirror look into the future because you were tuning with this with these uh, possibilities. So uh, actually, and that's, that's very good. I think science is proving everything that was previously said yes. or, done, or done in a practical way because most of us uh, in the modern days, we are out of the science experiments because it should be that you have the, the big machine that, that moves the electrons or the particles and whatever. In the ancient times, it was so possible to be done in your cell. And that's the, the base of self-combustion uh, that had been seen in monks in the Easter, in, the Easter in, in what we call ascension process and that. So it were things that you needed to have that thing in the laboratory that <laughs> to be experienced. Yeah, so it's going back to working on oneself to reach that <clears throat> level and keep the, the physicists and the quantum physicists busy to prove that what you achieved, it's, it's possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there's a lot of talk about, you know, Earth moving from the third to the fifth dimension. What's your opinion on that? But that's already happening. Uh, because I don't know what people think about moving. Because we're, we live in at least, uh, according to the Toltec Sanastics were eight dimensions or eight bands. That is, if you are able to look that centeo, that darkness from which everything comes, then you live in that dimension. Then uh, a second one will be like the, the eye or something that is, create, is, is condensating the energy, that then you are in that second dimension, that could be the seven or the eighth. If you, are, if you are able to reach the level of geometries that are creating morphogenetic camps, then you live in that dimension. Also, that it would be like the consciousness of a god, but not that you are the god of everything, but like a creator that is able to move those energies. Then the, the fourth and fifth dimension are of the energy, energy world. So the people that is moving to, to see the energetic fields and everything, are living already there. And the ones that just see the matter are in the third, the second, and the first. But the problem with the people that only see the matter is that they are not seeing exactly what is the second because it's particles and atoms, but it's also the spirit of the elements that are creating us. And also the first that will be like gravity, but in the, in the Mexican tradition it's called Tlazochtla, the precious essence of the earth that keeps our system together. It is not seen like that. It's seen like something completely external and without consciousness. And that is the people that is supposed to be 
uh, dying, actually, like I told you before, mm -hmm. the new cycle, because their perception didn't open. But it has already happened. And some people are living in seven dimensions and eight. And some people are living in three. And some people are living just in one. <laughs> so is there um, a better or a, the best place on earth right now to, to, f to live in a different or in this new dimension, especially if, if you are fine-tuned, if your body is fine-tuned, your consciousness is fine-tuned, or this can happen anywhere if think, you are ready? I, I think anywhere. Your body is the best place to live in the world, first house, the place that you live, second house, the region you are, third house, and the entire earth, fourth house. And yeah. you have to be aware uh, that, for example, if, if the fourth house is living now a drama for 80% of the people, don't let the drama to, to get to your, own, to your inner houses, but your wellness, allow it to go to the outer houses. And that is, I think, the, the best way to, yeah, to so be... You have to be proactive and influence others instead of letting others influence you, yes. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and not by, by preaching or something, that may be, but uh, by, by your life, by itself, by your energy, by... Uh, how you react to crisis by uh, how are you do what are you doing instead of complaining and that if you're really analyzing your underworlds and like, like everything that I said and, and and changing yourself changing your place trying to influence your family trying to move your beliefs that is actually what we said about the dimensions if we live in all of them together or not Yes, and this takes me into the next questions about epigenetics, because you talk about that in your book and how it, this is a new domain, pretty much, uh, how can influence our lives. So let's expand on that a little bit, please. Yeah, epigenetics, because genetics, we all know about them, that are like how some genes are activated in order to create our body, no? and physical issues and, and that. But epigenetics are the studies of how traumas and experiences of the ancestors are moving into, into the new generations. That also creates uh, uh, similarities between some certain people that live the same characteristics that are inherited to new generations, even if they are not related. That is so interesting, because the traumas lived for for a certain generation in a certain time, creates uh, results in two or three generations that are very similar if they are not related, and also in the other way. And so it's really, really interesting that you have to deal also with, uh, not only with uh, if you are tall or short, or if you are very good in the sports or not, yeah, also in the traumas, the things that were lived in your, in your family. But to know it, it's, it's a relief, because then you know that you're free. If you know it and you make the process, for example, we work a lot with the clearing of seven generations, and at least because that is what epigenetics talk about and to be clearing all of them would be like oof but uh, at least from seven generations uh, of of their past of their bad that we normally don't know about what they have it happened but uh, what they didn't want to see they didn't want to hear that it was like we lived in many dimensions uh, that uh, there was in all not the will of god or many of these things and that will allow you to see a little bit more 
and 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 really, yeah, make make great changes. And do you work with um, clients right now via Zoom to um, clear their um, uh, past trauma, or how do you work with them? Yeah, I, but normally not one to one, like in in sessions of, of healing of seven generations, we do it with the entire group and and that. I think now we are not in a time for working one to one. It it has to be because it has the same effect, like uh, to many people doing it at the same time. And I really encourage the people because I know that certain teachers, especially in the past, were like, sign these that you're not going to teach what you learned with me. And that I said, please, uh, because I was taught like that by my teachers, I spread it. And, and if more people clear more generations and that, then uh, because we must see, like having fear that people copying your things and that, that are not yours and like that, it's like living only in the first house. So it is like living in the fourth, the benefit of the fourth house creates benefit in the third and the second and in the first. And if you can share um, about this type of um, ceremony, um, there is any particular you know, smudging, do you bring another curandero or curandera or you are the main person doing the, the No, human? I do it. But the first thing that we do is, for example, uh, what is, we explain of the Lipalnemowa and then God, Goddess and that. And from the Goddess side, it comes the Lady of the Night, that is the darkness, that actually the Virgo, Virgo sign, it comes that because in Egypt and in summer, they saw like a lady, the uh, uh, by the stars in the cosmos, that, and all the myths of Mary and, and the Virgin Mothers, like also it, it was donancing the Mother Earth here, Isis, and that come from that one, that we all have both parts. So in that way, the ability of the Earth that goes in the side of the Goddess, but it's the same, to give life and death is, is with the first force that we, that we begin offering the life force of our problems and then of that, and then to the death force, to uh, all our issues to be taken, and then to give us back, like the power to give life and death. That, of course, is integrating inside what was outside. And in the part that we do, like for being outside, uh, sorry, with the death force, we begin like destroying the old winds, then the heavy emotions, and cleaning like a serpent, then the, uh, the, what wasn't, uh, what they didn't want to, to see and to hear the bad use of energy because you feel, you, you uh, feed of energy through the nose, the bad use of the words and like that, we're going through all the body, like shedding like a serpent at the end, we take all the skin of the first generation, second generation and like that. It's very intense eh? because some, sometimes when you make the union, you feel like things that are not yours, but at the same time are yours because they, they have always been there. Yes, very interesting. Yeah, maybe someday we'll, we'll go through that ceremony, I'll participate and I'll come yeah, to yeah, Mexico. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. you mentioned the, the serpent, and I know that in certain traditions, especially the Western world, it has a very bad connotation. Um, yeah. Let's change that perspective and uh, perception if possible, and tell us what does it mean in the Toltec, Aztec, Mayan tradition, please. If you see in all the except the Western tradition. Uh, the serpent is one of the most perfect examples of healing of wisdom in Hinduism, in, 
in Egypt because it was considered the most perfect because uh, was the only one uh, allowed to rejuvenate by shedding the skin. Uh, for the Mexican tradition, everything is about serpents, the rising serpent, the serpent going down and that. It's not only talking about the animal because it's talking about the energy because the energy moves in serpentine. Yes. So that's why uh, when this, it's saying rising serpent is the, the serpent that is going, uh, the energy that is moving uh, to the heavens, the one that is going to the underworld. So it's talking about energy, but it's represented uh, in the best way, like through the uh, animal, like through the serpent. So actually one of the, of the missions of the serpent were teaching humans how the energy moves. And actually, without legs and nothing, like all the other ones, they move like shh, quite quickly, like like energy, like the waves. Yeah, it's, it's again, it's it's very interesting, and uh, I really wanted um, for people to change their perspective because yes, the serpent is the energy, and even the the pyramids were built in such a way that when um, the shade of the sun will fall on a particular um, spot, it will show the same cycle. Yeah. Um, especially on the on the side of the stairs going up, so that's that's very interesting. Um, let's talk about your programs and what are you offering these days in terms of interacting with with um, clients, healing, and uh, even um, new books which you are working on. Yeah, uh, um, okay. The, the real Toltec prophecies came came just recently out in November it's been translated to Italian to Spanish to nice. to French and to, to German for the moment to many places and I'm working with uh, with a very good friend the, the actress of Fast and Furious Michelle Rodriguez in 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 a new book that's called The Third Race uh, and in I am giving workshops almost all the all the weeks uh, that in my website they can look at, at them in sergiomagana.com all the uh, uh, all the all the programs that that are opened and and offering to people in order to, that they could develop their ability to lucid dream their ability to to change and mastering many many different skills yeah and and I know you had at least um a couple of uh, teachers you you learn from. Um, do you continue to interact with them and learn from them? How is yeah. your learning curve go- going on these days? That's why I I have I was so happy to go <laughs> because of the pandemic. I was forced to kind of forced to go back to Mexico fully because I was traveling all over the world <laughs> teaching. And one of the main things that I'm loving about that is that I was in the possibility of looking at my teachers, of seeing them frequently. Laura, my, my first teacher in extrasensorial perception, and we had been working projects together with Hugo. And so I keep always learning. So that's, that's why. But now that I am, I am here uh, with the pretext of the, of the pandemic, so it's a lot easier to be constant on that. And this learning did involve any um, plant medicine ceremonies in the jungle or it was just um, a different type of one-to-one learning with with these these teachers? Uh, No, actually, my path wasn't like um, with plants, medicine and that. I respect it. I know that that is one path. But 
like one of my teachers used to say, the path of the plants is, is, happens when the plants find you, not when you are looking for the plants. Mm-hmm. And actually, my, how I found them, it was very funny because, uh, not, not funny, but I was like the host of a spiritual radio show in Mexico City. And one of my, of my first teachers of the Mexican tradition, actually my first teacher, heard and he said that he recognized and said he is the one, the one that is going to spread the message of my lineage in the world. And, and that, so he, he came to look after me and he was interrupting my workshops. And then at the end, uh, uh, some people were, were like angry, like, oh, we didn't come to see this, uh, this man, we came to see you, and that, like that. And then he told me, no, because I didn't come to learn. I came, I came to teach you. <laughs> and after two or three times that he came with the same story, I told him, okay, let's go and, and see if it's if it's true and he in the first class actually he explained me the mathematics of the sons and that so I said okay it's real he came to teach me but it was never through through plants and that it was like uh, one-to-one sessions and then he introduced me he, with his very good friend Charlotte and one was training me the Tuesdays and the other Thursdays like for years and years and so, and of course, with the exercise disciplines, even the Toltec Kin, that is like the yoga and breathing exercises and many things. So that was my training about. Yeah, very interesting. And a personal question, if it can be answered. So now, can you become one with the condor or the eagle and fly with them? Uh, that is part of out-of-the-body experiences and entering them. I did it with one of my dogs, and when I saw that, that, that I could, then I have never, uh, I have never tried to, to do it with the eagle and <laughs> with, the, with the condor, but uh, I also I was able to do it with one serpent coming out and, and like that, uh, but I haven't tried with the other ones. Nice. And, and based on uh, what you know about uh, Mexico's history, ancient history, do you know there are still you know, pyramids and mysteries to be discovered or they pretty much uncover the, the main no. uh, historic sites? No, ma- most of it is uncovered. <laughs> Even in the, in the sacred places, uh, the, the most of it are still uncovered. Oh. And at least it is a prophecy that an earthquake is going to crash many of the colonial buildings here in Mexico City to rescue the codexes and everything that was hidden when uh, to in order to to not to be destroyed so I'm not I'm not saying that I'm praying for that or asking for that earthquake but eventually it's going to happen when when the consciousness is ready I think yes in, in fact you guys like Mexico City used to um, was built on top of a, a huge aquifer which right now it's pretty much depleted and in, in my book, Water Entanglement, I kind of predicted that Mexico City will uh, cave in and more pyramids will be discovered in what is now the, the depleted aquifer. So yeah, I know I think it was so. a kind of a utopian uh, writing, but uh, it's, it's possible anytime, you know, to something like this to happen. Yeah, uh, it is said. 
that at least the cathedral and all these buildings, I have heard it all my life, that in an earthquake uh, may fall and, and ancient temples. Of course, we know that, it, that under the cathedral, it's are like the sun temple and many of the main temples of, of Tenochtitlan. Uh, so um, maybe yes, maybe not, but uh, the information of the codexes, more things keep happening, like it has been said. So are you saying that the um, Catholic cathedrals were built on top of temples to be to be hidden or the Mexican one? Yes, the okay. one. Yeah, that that is also because they even put like glasses in which you can see the temple no, under okay. under. So that is that's for sure. The Mexican one. Yes, the I don't know of the others, but uh, in the Mexican, yeah, you can you cannot visit because uh, but you can look at uh, some temple and many things that are under interesting um sergio we are approaching the end of the interview any final thoughts to the people like 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 we said uh, don't go with the fear the collective fear in these times uh and heal yourself and go so that it affects your third house and your fourth house instead of them of affecting you like it's the rising serpent and the serpent going down. It may be in either way. And then you can make a difference. Yeah. Thank you very much for, for your time. I wish you all the best with you know, the workshops and uh, the um, spread of the teachings from the latest uh, book in various languages. Okay. Uh, thank you. Thank you to you. And uh, to all your listeners and that. Thank you. And to my uh, viewers, thank you for, uh, for watching. Um, like it, spread the word. Uh, as you heard Sergio, as you heard other guests, stay positive, don't live in fear. Um, build up your energy and your uh, immune system. Um, also, um, you can um, support me on uh, patreon.com slash claudiumurcom. You can get a free book of, uh, free copy of my book. Uh, the Decadence of Our Souls, uh, if you visit my uh, website, claudiumrugan.com. Until next time, love and gratitude.